0: pain then joy then good character but a probably even better subtitle would be how john became a father um so i want to start with the video clip from the movie up and we don't have sound for the video it's just audio music in the back of it it was it's just that um you may have noticed Most of our media team is gone today. The microphone, the magic microphone that Pastor Matt gets to wear is not working, and we're just so glad you're all here today. So we have this video clip I want to just show you. Some of you guys see it or not, but this is an important part here. That's considered one of the most beautiful animated scenes. Um, You could feel the pain, right, without any words being spoken and you got their story. I was reading an interview by the director, um, Pete Docter, and he said how this scene was almost cut out of the movie. The studio was leery of it being too painful for a children's movie. But he said, um, you didn't feel as deeply without the scene, not only just with that sequence, but through the whole film. Most of the emotional stuff is not just to push on people and make them cry, but it's for some greater reason to really make you care about the story. Without the pain that Carl and Ellie went through, the plot of the movie would not be as, be as great. You know what? If you've seen the movie, you know what ends up. An eight-year-old boy gets on his porch and they go on this great adventure that him and Elliot forgot to go on. But this eight-year-old boy is got a, a single mother who's overwhelmed and a father who's not around. And he needs the attention. And Carl needs the attention. And they go on this great adventure together and there's the story of up. But without the pain, the story is not as strong. The pain needed to be real to tell their story. So let's talk about real life here. When we feel our pain, what do we do with it? We numb it? Or we avoid it? See, what is, what is your choice of numbing? Um, do you spend? When you have one of those really bad days, you just take yourself shopping and make you feel better? Women, uh, we call this shopping therapy Um, this may be one of the reasons why Americans are so deeply in debt we choose to charge something than we do to feel our pain of the day. Another way we numb ourselves is with busyness we're just so busy 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 and we're so important because we are so busy that when we feel so important about ourselves all of a sudden the pain that's going on whatever it is in our lives is not as big because we're so busy we're so so important or even spending all the time on our phones that's just another way to show how important you are or if you get those those moments you see it's quiet it's just you you're in the car maybe in between something and you sit down and you start thinking about life and what's going on you know, it's not ideal right now, and you wish it was different, and you start getting these thoughts. It's so much easier to pick up your phone and start scrolling through Facebook mindlessly than it is to sit there in that pain, even for that, those three minutes at a stoplight. That's just one way that we're, we're numbing ourselves. Other ways? <coughs> Food and eating disorders, perfectionism, porn, bullying, violence, cutting, thoughts of suicide, I mean, every kind of addiction. Is really a way that someone is numbing themselves and what they're going through. So for Father's Day I share with you that I am infertile. The story of Carl and Ellie. I have um, always known when I was 18 years old for some reason I just knew I was never going to have children and I'm okay with this. Now for those if anybody's ever gone through any infertility it is hard. I got a grown teen right now from my last church who's been married five years and five years of mysterious infertility and it is so hard on her. Um, but just wanting to say, in my part of my story, this is not my pain. This is just something that I've always known and always, always grew up. So I was like 18, I really felt God told me I was never going to have children. Um, when I was in my 20s and dating, some guys would start talking about future and having children and I would just say, I'm not having children and they would was like sure you are once you know once you figure I'm like I'm just not having children so when I was 31 I figured out I'm single still 31 the doctors finally figured out what was wrong with me and I'm just I was very very just very very broken inside So here's a little trivia about me I have never changed a diaper in my life I'm not sure how that happened when I was younger just like all these circumstances have happened and now that I'm getting older and now that I'm at this late stage in my life I'm not changing a diaper (laughs) none of you will trick me into it I am I'm going for the stretch here to make it all the way to my my end because this is an unbelievable little trivia thing but my life has had plenty of pain so before I continue on with this story of pain and how I made John a father um, I want to show you some pictures of joy. Oh, there's Charlie. How darn cute he is. Next picture. There's Taylor, Sydney, and Charlie. Look at them. Look at John adoringly. These are our grandkids, by the way, bragging. Next one. Uh, this is Xavier. John's got him on ukulele. And then and that's our jada. <laughs> jada is who you might think she is. <laughs> these these are our joy. And a funny thing about our brains and joy. You can't selectively numb your pain and your joy. If you numb your pain, you also also numb your joy. So, Let's turn to the Bible here. Next slide, James 1, 2 through 4. This this verse is quite a common verse. You guys have probably heard it, have maybe had it quoted over you, whatever. It's a very common verse. But let's take another look at it here. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity of great joy. Again, there's that pain and joy they always go together. If you're going to numb one, you're going to numb the joy in your life. They always go together. Um, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Yay, endurance. (laughs) Yay, it's part of it. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Look at this trajectory that goes on. Troubles come. Guys, girls, fathers, mothers, everybody, you are not exempt from pain. That's, that's just the truth. None of us here are exempt from pain. It would be idealistic if we thought when we came to Jesus, the one who promises to walk with us through our pain, that we don't have pain anymore. But on this side of heaven, we have pain we're not exempt from it. It is part of our lives. So, troubles come, it is an opportunity for joy. (laughs) Because your faith is being tested so you can grow your endurance so then you can be perfect and complete needing nothing. I want to get there, don't you? Needing nothing and perfect. But let's also turn to Romans 5, 3-5. it up here too. I use, the, um, just, I use the New Living Translation version when I read and teach a lot. It's written at a fourth grade reading level. I, I get that. Um, so if you, that, this is not the same version you grew up with, I'm sorry, I like fourth grade reading level. <laughs> so we can rejoice too. Yay, there's that joy again. When we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance. There it is again. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Hope. And this hope will not lead us to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. There it is again. The same thing. Troubles come, so we rejoice. Troubles develop endurance. Endurance develops character and character strengthens our hope that will not disappoint. That's where we want to be. But this trajectory is just consistent through scripture and it's consistent in life. Think of somebody in your life right now who is a lack of character person or who is just immature. I'm sure somebody in your life irritates you enough to name that person. They're the ones that are numbing their pain, aren't they? Something's going on that they are choosing to numb over being a part of their life. Now think of... Somebody in your life who is full of good character. These are the people you just want to be around. You just want to sit and absorb and be like, God, can I be 10% of this person? I want this, you know, this good character person. And you think about their story. They're the ones who have had lived through their pain and you've heard their story and you see how that. Has made them this good character people that this is what draws you to them is that they have survived they have made it they have endured and I want to be strong like they are that comes from this trajectory of life remember the story of up the story would not have been good if there was no pain involved it would not have been the hook so happy Father's Day dad I wish, I know you wish to be strong and have good character. This is where it starts, you guys. This is where it starts. So how did I make John a father? Now this is a good story. And this is a painful story. And it's also a very long story. And I can't go do it all today. But this is a good story. Um, John and I got married at age 33. And when we got married, it was a package deal. These are our boys. This is one of my favorite wedding pictures, by the way. I know John's not in it. <laughs> um, too. Yeah. He looked really different back then, by the way. <laughs> um, it was 20 years ago, and our photographer just missed the importance of our wedding, which I'll get to in a moment. So, this is one of the few pictures I have like this. Um, so this is this is part of the long story. Through my years of being a pastor, uh, there's a, a point long time ago. Dr. Kelly, who was still a superintendent of the school system, um, asked the pastors to get involved in the school, and I said yes. I love teenagers. I'll, I'll do so. I became a substitute teacher. This probably my 25th year being a substitute teacher in Prince William County Schools, and it's where I met these boys. And these boys are now these boys. The long story is how God pursued these boys with his life-transforming love, and these boys knew there could be something different for their future if they just hung on. And they have. And they have. And while I was with these boys, and I this is this is the story that's a little crazy, is why would Those boys want to hang out with their substitute teacher after school. Yet they were very devious, um, and did. And I paid enough attention to what was going on, and over time and love and stuff. I heard God tell me, "These boys need you to parent them, not pastor them." And it was just after that that John and I got engaged. And for me, it was a big moment. I got married at 33, said yes to somebody, and I couldn't wait to tell everybody. And we told the boys first, because they're around all the time. And I will never forget this moment. They pulled me aside that night in our great joy, pulled me aside away from John and said, we like John and all, but we think he'll be like every other stepfather and give you and take you away from us. I knew at that moment what was going on. So, called John that night and said, "Ah!" <laughs> and we changed our we changed our wedding to the give it so that the boys gave us away, gave me away to John. That's there's so much more to that story as you can kind of imagine, but that's the short of the long story. Um, and it's just been happily ever since. Not, <laughs> not. It's been full of pain. Two of our boys are currently in prison. Um, they all have their stories. All, But all four know God has given them a chance for a different future. Um, it's just that they come from some really bad lineage and it's taken a lot of time to turn this boat around. And we're still working on that time. So that's our story. It's a good one, isn't it? it is full of pain but I gotta share it is also full of joy I the moment I became a mom to these boys changed my life for the better it made me a better pastor made me a better person and I want you guys to notice we're not wallowing in our pain we're not immature in our pain and we recognize every bit of joy that we have and we recognize the joy in our grandchildren who are growing up in a different situation than their dads did. That right there is a win. There is so much joy in seeing my Charlie giggle or my Jada be so confident that she's already a little sassy, (laughs) but there is joy in that Um, because she is not gonna be like every other girl growing up who doesn't know her dad, you know? Um, so we have chosen to not numb or avoid our pain but when troubles of any kind come our way we consider an opportunity of great joy so here's a Father's Day hope it wasn't until our boys turned 18 did they come to really trust John they always liked him but when they became young men is when they started to talk to him and call him and spend more time with him Um, Thank God my boys have had John as a father. And it has worked. Now they're all like 35, 36 now, 37 this fall. Um, it has been a wild ride, but it is our life. Guys, pain is your beginning. I know when you're in the pain, it feels like it's the end. When your son is arrested for the eighth time, it feels like it's the end. You can't do any more. Yet, next slide, please. Yes. Pain is the beginning for this trajectory that is always true in everyone's life. You've got to begin with the pain. You can't numb it. You can't avoid it. You can't do things to wish it away. It starts always in the pain. And then you get the story of endurance. And Jesus is always there to walk with you through the pain. That's probably one of my favorite parts of the Bible, is just that continual faithfulness that is there in the Psalms when David is crying out from the depths of his pain. And then he says in the end of it, you yeah, know, I want to... You have left me and I have no idea where you are and I want you to curse all my enemies. Yet, God, you are faithful and I will be with you tomorrow. You know, and that's what the Psalms are made of, right? Because he's learned this trajectory. And he's, he's lived, and of course, David's one of those people we go, oh, to be like King David, la, 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 la. Because pain was always there in the beginning. But you have to start with the pain to go for, farther. You guys know which ways you have chosen to numb or avoid your pain. I mean, I don't think I need to read that list again. I think you guys know what it is. So may today be the day you decide to live this Bible truth, to just. Oh, life hurts really bad right now. Here I go. I'm in for the long haul here. I'm going to endure. I'm going to grow stronger in character, and then I'm going to have hope I've never had before. And that is a big fat truth. Do you need help with this? Ask for prayer. Join a small group. Trust someone with your vulnerability. Part of the numbing is you just don't want someone to know that something's wrong with you. Trust your church family with some vulnerability. And then put the endurance in. Time is a part of this. And then let us hear your story too. It's going to be a good one. And when it comes to the teenagers, I have lots of opportunities for you guys to share your stories. So this is it. This is how life is may you guys also live good story I'm going to pray I'm going to invite the worship team back up and we're going to sing our way out and go home safe place to share to just to bring our, you know the pain and come together and have someone else carry my pain with me for a while so I can endure that I'm not alone going through something but that I have a church family that one believes in prayer and believes in the supernatural hope that there is that something is going on better and better and better and that can tell me how faithful you are because sometimes in that pain you know, I wonder why why you seem so unfaithful but this is why you give us a church family so that we're not alone walking through what we're not exempt from and that is pain and those, it's those things that happen that are out of our control and we wish could be different but we have to walk through anyway so may we continue to love on each other to pray with each other and to even be vulnerable with each other because we really need each other as we live as we live these stories you have given us and I pray that no one This is an opportunity because of pain to be the hands of you, hands of you, Jesus, in this world. But even in our pain, we can show love and grace and hope because it is going to get better. It always gets better. So I pray this in your name. Amen.